It's the Exit 52 podcast, the only Baltimore podcast that talked to a number one overall pick catcher this week. We are back. It's myself, Taylor Smythe, RDT, and Banks coming at you this week. And yes, we do have our interview coming up with Adley Rushman, the number two overall prospect in baseball, the future, the Oregon native who is going to take Baltimore by storm. Awesome stuff with him. We've got to first jump into the Ravens after the sort of, you know, ho-hum win over the Eagles on Sunday. Coming off of that now, we've had some days to think about it, look at some different things. I'll just open it up to you guys. Any overall thoughts now, a couple days removed um, from the win against the Eagles? Do you feel better? Do you feel worse? Do you feel about the same? Ho-hum. I mean, <laughs> the, the two weeks before were ho-hum. We had to sweat that baby out right till the Fair very enough. end. I Fair mean, enough. that came right down to the wire, uh, which hadn't happened since the Buffalo game last year. So um, to answer your question, I'm feeling more relieved because it seems like the last last two or three weeks we've come out of games and you're just like a little bit flustered as to why the game wasn't more fun or why the offense had moved the ball as much as he wanted to. And this past week was probably the most frustrating of all of them because of all the mistakes they made penalties galore. Uh, just, just a really bad time watching that game in the fourth quarter and they pulled it out in the end, but a couple of days later you get to digest it a little bit. You kind of look at the big picture five and one through six weeks couldn't ask for much more. We would have loved to have won that Chiefs game or even competed a little bit more, put on a better show, but we didn't do that. We've been kind of swallowing that pill for, for a few weeks now. But like I said, big picture, five and one. I mean, things are looking good. And I think the most encouraging thing that you can look at if you want to go half class full is that this team is far, very far from reaching its potential. We know this team is capable of bigger things of what than what they've accomplished so far. So that's reason for excitement. At the same time, I think the bye week couldn't come at a better time. I got a couple guys banged up. Uh, we got some things we need to work on and clean up. I couldn't say clean it up enough times on the podcast the other day. So it's the bye week. Enjoy it. We've got a great interview with Adley Rutschman. So, you know, things are, things are a lot better here than they were a couple of days ago. Eric, your thoughts? Yeah, it's it kind of like kind of tagging along with what you were saying. I mean, team's five and one. They're going into the bye week. They lost to the best team in football. Like there, you you can't be mad at that. Um, I think you take this win, much like the Washington win, and and you kind of okay. We don't talk about it. By the way, Brandon Lau, another bomb. Sorry, Banks, um, another one. But. You know, it, it was it was he a hit another game. homer, another home run, breaking oh, news. Oh, Maryland's Brandon Lau. You're Good hearing, God. you're hearing. Come on, um, yeah. I, again, I think you. This is going to be a game where you don't want to revisit it. You'll you'll probably remember it for the the bad second half. Um, but there's going to be no reason to to go back to it. It's it's again, they're five and one. They're going into the bye week. There's plenty of work to do on both sides of the ball, and and. Again, like, like Banks was saying, they're, they're not playing anywhere close to their potential. Um, Dustin May had an absolute tantrum after he gave up that home run. So I'm um, waiting. We got O2 count here. I'm waiting for it. But they're, um, you know, they're, they're, they have a lot of work to do. But again, they, there's a lot of season left. And again, they're five and one going into the bye week. I don't think anyone should be complaining. Um, five and one is probably the best case scenario for them. Yeah, you, you go on to the uh, your bye week and then you get the Steelers week. So with, Maybe fans in the stands, probably some fans in the stands that came out too this week. So, um, 
I mean, I don't know. Raven, I think Ravens are sitting pretty and, and you know, they, they, they should be happy with where they're at. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm totally flustered by this Brandon last situation. Oh. I mean, what an unbelievable uh, going on here for a Terrapin. Oh yeah. <laughs> 2015 mm-hmm. Super Regional going Oppo talk second over the game. I love like, it. Like you said, you know, obviously there was there was panic on Sunday um, about how that game ended, um, and I think rightfully so to a certain extent. I mean, that's just not a way you want a winning championship team to close a game. But as you guys said, with a couple of days now to reflect, you're five and one. You go into your bye, and you never want to. And this is a cliche: you never want to peak too early. This team is certainly not peaking right now. You know, you want to be peaking in in December into January into the playoffs. Um, and they clearly have stuff to work on. I wanted to make one comment because we talked about Lamar Jackson's emotion on Sunday and, and how he expressed that and all those different things. And he gave a, got asked about that um, throughout, throughout the credit here to, to Jamison Hensley, formerly of the Baltimore Sun, now VSPN, and sort of asking Lamar about how he was expressing his emotions. He said, it's how the game is going. My emotions will probably flare up a little depending on that, but it's just a competitive edge. I don't like to mess up, and I feel like, our guys should feel that same way. So pretty much expected of how he would say that. And essentially saying as a leader of the team, he's going to hold his teammates to a high standard. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that. But interesting that after we made that observation um, on Sunday, we weren't the only ones. Um, So clearly it was something that was probably a little bit of a talking point among people that observe this team really closely. Um, And I feel like a good, well answered by Lamar, well said from, from him. Um, and, And you like to hear that. And you know, if he's saying that, there then that's the same thing his teammates are hearing so probably no nothing to uh say wrong about that so so good for him for addressing it and, and good for the media for asking him about it uh as well so now we move forward into the bye week um and as you said banks i think comes at the right time for this ravens team who will look to improve um and with that we we don't have anything to to preview as we normally would for a ravens week and so don't let's not waste any time. Let's talk the number two prospect in baseball, the number one prospect for the Baltimore Orioles. And that's Adley Rushman, who RDT, you have kind of become the uh, defender of <laughs> in all social media uh, situations here. Um, and what an awesome dude, man. I mean, what, what a fantastic guy. Um, and after talking to him, a, a perfect guy to represent um, an organization that's trying to get back on the right track. Like the Orioles are. Yeah. I mean, he said all the right things. And again, it's not like it was, he didn't have a paper in front of him reading, you know, I'm excited to be in fill-in city name here and play for the fill-in team name, and we want to win. It's like he was – when he was talking about those young guys down there and how fired up they are and how excited they are to, to be here and be part of this, that's just like, give me opening day right now. Like, can we just fast forward? Let, let's get this going. Um, I thought he was great, and again, we, we told him. We said we want to have some fun. It's not going to be all these serious questions. Um, banks, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure was trying to extort money from him. So we may have to have a, a lawyer take a look at that. Um, but you yeah, absolute, <laughs> absolute great. Yeah. My dad's a lawyer, not a big deal. Um, <laughs> real estate attorney, but you know, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, I, I thought it was great. Um, cause again, you don't really get a, a look into these, these baseball guys seem kind of sheltered. Um, I mean, you, we could have talked to him for 45 minutes about the bachelor Taylor. I think you, you may do that anyways. Um, absolute great interview and yeah I'm, I'm super excited to go back and listen to it and uh he does he's going to ask the the listeners for some help from from you all to pick uh to pick out some of his stuff in the future so we're definitely going to need uh your input there yeah i can't wait to to hear what he's what he's going to go with any suggestions from you guys just off the top here any thoughts he really nailed the uh 
the the Phil Collins. I mean, that's just a classic, classic mm-hmm. college baseball pick. Um, the Lion King theme song is usually a good one too. It's very popular in the college game. I'm sure he's he's heard it before, so I wouldn't think that he would go with that. Um, but I think he threw some good suggestions out there, Taylor, and uh, I, he he was fired up to hear uh, some of the things you you suggested. Um, so we'll see if he picks something, and if he does, uh, we'll know who suggested it. As heard on the Exit 52 podcast. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, and we will see what we get from him. But yeah, as you said, talked about a bunch of different stuff. And let's not waste any time. Let's jump into our interview with the man himself, Adley Rushman. Something magic happens. We're back on the Exit 52 podcast with a very, very special guest live from Sarasota, Florida. Locked in a hotel room with bad Wi-Fi. It's Orioles top prospect, Adley Rushman. Adley, how are you doing, man? Like, let's just break it down. A season with no baseball, you're smiling. You said you were looking to have some fun with us. What's going on? I mean, I'm just down here at Instructs right now. Um, we're at a hotel, um, kind of doing doing the bubble thing. So we can't really leave um, all the foods at the hotel. So I'm just going to try to enjoy this time right now and uh, hang out with you guys for a little bit. It'll definitely uh, be a different change of pace for me. What has this entire time been like since you guys knew you weren't going to have a minor league season? You know, you were down doing the the instructional stuff as the, as the big league club was playing. What has this sort of entire year been like for you, baseball development-wise and just personally going through all the different stuff? I mean, I just, like, I go back to, like, spring training. Um, I remember hearing about, um, like, COVID happening, and uh, we had no idea what was going on. They sent us back to the hotel room. They said, basically, just stay in the hotel. And then, like, three days later, they're like, you guys got to head out. Um, so, booked flights for us all home. Um, had no idea um, about the minor league season. They said it was probably going to be, like, a two-week delay, and then we'll get going. And it just seemed to keep getting pushed back further and further. And eventually, um, in June, we were kind of like, okay, this it seems like it's about the cutoff line they're either going to try and push it and do it or or not and um i was, I was very thankful that we got to um have that time in buoy and just you know at least get some semblance of live at bats and uh you know a season so um but you know just kind of grinded through it. it it was it was definitely a tough time during quarantine though um but you know i'm able to be with some guys now uh that i played with during short season last year and it's been it's been a fun time so far now you talked about Bowie. Now, now tell us a little more about that. What what was the kind of the day to day stuff like down there? I know Grayson was down there. DL, you know, Usnail, some of those guys. What what was? Would you just get up every day? And is it is it kind of you doing simulated games? Or are you doing BP? What what are you guys doing down there? Yeah, I mean, basically we have the same schedule every day. Wake up, um, head to the field, uh, do some early work, maybe like a little pre lift routine head out, do some BP, defense, catch some bullpens, and then whoever was throwing live that day, we would take some at-bats off of them, and then maybe afterwards get a workout in, head back to the hotel, and do it all over again for three months. So Now, now you guys are obviously, again, you're going back. There's nothing going on in Bowie, Maryland at any time of the year, let alone this time <laughs> of the year um, in, in COVID so times. True. But. So are you guys going back? Because you, you can't hang out with each other. I mean, you're, I'm sure you're sharing a wall with Grayson Rodriguez or DL or someone, but, like, you can't hang out with them, right? No. So, um, yeah, basically um, with, with all the rules and protocols that we got right now, it's, um, you know, everyone's in their own room, and you, gotta, you can't go into anyone else's room. Um, 
you got to go basically straight from the hotel to the field. All the food is provided in the hotel um, with a glove and mask. Anytime you leave your room, um, they have buses to the field. And uh, so basically most of the social activity we do is on the baseball field. So uh, basically the best part of the day is just going to the field and being able to talk to other people. But once you get back to the room, it's just, you know, guys play PS4, um, you know, read, watch the World Series, whatever it is. That's so tough. There's a Chick-fil-A right across the street from the ballpark. I bet you're like looking across the parking lot, just like <laughs> reaching out with your hand. Like, oh man, I wish I could well, get wait, me a chicken wait. sandwich. He's, he's a West Coast guy. Yeah. Do, they, do they have okay. Chick-fil-A on the West Coast? Yeah, yeah. We actually, uh, they just put in one about 20 minutes away from my hometown. And um, I, honestly, I thought I'd get it more. But when I'm out in the East Coast, I get it so much more than when I'm back home. I think it's because the line's also like 30 minutes every time, but it's, I, I'll say it's, it's worth it. I think I waited 30 minutes tonight for dinner, but again, you get, you get a milkshake and it makes the, the drive home uh, a little easier. Um, let, let's go back. Let's um, let's talk some, some high school. So obviously stud in baseball, but i I heard and kind of read that your first calling was on the football field. I read all state linebacker, a little bit of a fullback, some grittiness there. And then, yeah, I mean, we can talk about the 63-yard field goal if you want. I'm sure you're never tired of talking about that. Yeah, man. I mean, I was, I mean, baseball was always going to be like my college sport, but uh, I got a couple looks like as a as a kicker and you know, as, as like a running back slash you know defensive uh, linebacker. It was you know, Oregon football is not like the peak of you know high school football <laughs> as as it is in like Texas and California. Um, so you can play like offense and defense. We had guys going both sides of the ball for the entire game, which made it a lot more fun. Um, but that, I mean, kicking was basically the only thing I got looked at for um, as far as like football went and maybe like a couple like low level D ones or something. I was going to say, was, was there any schools out there talking to you about playing baseball and football or was it like a, Hey, you're, you're one or the other. Um, so <laughs> My grandpa was actually he, – he was good friends with uh, Mike Riley when he was over at Oregon State. And then when he moved to Nebraska, um, he, he sent over like uh, – he gave like the high school coach a call uh, when I was a junior in high school. And I don't know if it was a courtesy call from, you know, him knowing my grandpa or whatnot. But uh, it was, it was still, still cool to get a call and like a letter from Nebraska, uh, even though like they knew I wasn't going to play football anywhere. Um but honestly, I didn't like I, I didn't try to get recruited in football, nor did I get any like real looks. I wasn't like I'm, I'm a catcher. That's really what it is. <laughs> and now now while we're on the talk about the recruiting trail and all that, I read a story and you can confirm or deny this. That's and again, I'm, I'm saying this loosely, but someone threatened to burn down your house if you didn't go to Oregon State. Is this true? Yeah. Okay. This was, this was Pat Bailey. Yeah, no, this is, this is Pat Bailey. Like he coached him and my dad coached together and he ended up going from the division three, George Fox, where him and my dad coached to Oregon state and becoming the assistant coach there. Um, and so basically I was really young when they were coaching together. And then, you know, he kind of saw me grow up. And uh, once I started to get good at baseball and actually be, uh, you know, a legit uh, I guess prospect as far as like going to college went for him at Oregon state. Um, he would joke around with people and said, and say that, but he has, he said it pretty publicly, which was kind of weird. I thought it was going to be more of like a joke between me and him, but uh, he went out and said that a lot. Uh, that was kind of like his go-to phrase for a while. 
So I'm I'm sure it definitely got people's attention. I, mean, I think Dan Dan Connolly was putting together that profile before the draft, and you just know that was his quote that he just was going to write paragraphs about and build the story around <laughs> completely. Um, yeah, like that's that's just like wild stuff. Like it's it's pretty hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's your uh, TMZ headline right there. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I saw you on TMZ when that guy oh jumped in gosh. front of you. I I. How do you just not just blow by that guy? I because like you seem like a very nice person, so you're going to give him the time of day. But like, would it like I I couldn't imagine having to deal with people like that. Well, I mean, I never really like I've never had to like that was the first time I was at an airport just getting my stuff getting ready like to go into Baltimore, and he comes up to me and says from TMZ. I'm like TMZ. This is this is baseball. What are <laughs> what are we doing? Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not that big of a deal. So uh, it was just like. <laughs> I don't know. It was super weird. And I was very caught off guard. I wasn't really expecting to see anyone at the airport. So I don't even know how they find people at the airport. Do you, do you know how that works? I have no idea, but I was thinking the same thing, <laughs> but it's the same thing. It's like, it's in, it's in Linthicum Heights, Maryland. Like, do they have a TMZ standby guy being like, yo, we got Adley, you know, they're buying <laughs> 20 tickets into BWI. Like that's I'm with you. It, it seemed very strange. And, and again, yeah. I, you, you could tell that you were like caught off guard. Like, Oh, this is, I guess this is happening now. Yeah. I mean, he was a nice dude, so it, it was fine. But um, still, like, I was I was really dumbed up about it. So. <laughs> now, now, my last kind of, like, high school recruiting question. Perfect Game had you ranked as the 427th best high school player in the country. Is that true? I, I think I read that somewhere. I honestly have no idea. Like, I didn't do a whole lot of, like, Perfect Game stuff um, growing up. I did, like, the area code tryouts and um, down at, like – um, down in California, my junior going into senior year, but that was basically about it. I didn't like go down to Jupiter or anything like that for any events. Um, so just kind of, I, I feel like that's how it is in Oregon too. Like there's just not like, it's a very local atmosphere there. And um, yeah. So I've never did say, any perfect game events. I was going to say just how dumb of them to even rank you that low. Like that's <laughs> just egg on their face, huh? I mean, shoot, I don't know. I wasn't, I also wasn't like, maybe I deserved it at the time too. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't that good in high school. So I think what it turned was, out all right. So what was it like yeah. playing baseball at a place like Oregon State? Like, I don't think there's a lot, there's people, especially if they live in Baltimore, don't really understand how big college baseball is in some parts of the country, especially in the South. But at Oregon State, like, that's the biggest sport. Like, that is the best sport. That's what you guys excel talk about playing in front of that crowd and what that team kind of means to, to Oregon state. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the biggest thing about it is the fan base is super invested, like in the, in the players and how good the team's going to be every year. Um, usually when we go down to uh, other like PAC 12 schools, even in the South and Arizona, especially uh, we'll have more fans, um, more of our fans at the games and like uh, even at the home teams down there. Um, so we have a very, like very wide fan base and it's cool to see, especially when you're playing for them, um, like how devoted they are and they, you know, they get after it at the home games, especially too. Um, once, once it gets warm, uh, we'll usually sell it out pretty much every single game, even on, even on Tuesdays. So it, it was, I mean, it was awesome playing for them. Like just the best experience you could really ask for as a college player. 
Did you grow up thinking that you were going to be an Oregon State Beaver? Or, or I know that they had that that back-to-back national championship teams. I think Jacoby Ellsbury was involved with that. What kind of influence did that team have on the culture of Oregon State baseball? And then being younger, what kind of influence did that have on you in terms of your goals of where you wanted to go to school or or what you wanted to do in the future? I mean, honestly, my like my whole family was Oregon State fans. Um like I said before, my dad uh, coached with Pat Bailey and um, was was good friends with Case, played against Case growing up because uh, they went to rival high schools um, growing up. So, you know, just kind of had those connections to Oregon State, and I was always a fan, and I always wanted to go to Oregon State. Um, as far as, like, the culture goes, um, I, it definitely, like, it starts with, like, Pat Casey when he became the head coach. Uh, you know, you heard, like, stories of him as a younger coach at Oregon state and just kind of the crazy things that they did uh, from like the alumni uh, coming through and that, that culture basically just got bred uh, from the second he got there and just has, you know, stayed essentially for the last 20 years. And that's what they've created. The fans love it. They love case and all like the players um, respect him and respect what he's done. So there's a lot of success and that's basically just the culture that he's created there. And now, so, so your freshman year there, you hit a bare, like a little over 230, two home runs, 33 RBIs, wasn't great. And then I know you kind of struggle in Cape Cod. What happened after that freshman year where you just, you kicked it into hyperdrive, obviously sophomore year, you guys go to the world series. You, you, you yeah. decently in Omaha, I'd say, I think 17 hits is, is pretty good there. Um, kind of just what kind of happened after, after that freshman year? Was it the, cause freshman year is the only year you played football, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was honestly, it was a tough fall. Like I'd go to like 8 a.m. practice to noon for football um, and then one o'clock to five o'clock for baseball every day in the fall. And then we'd be traveling, um, you know, Thursday through Saturday. Um, so basically it, that fall was like a whirlwind. I, I really didn't know how to like handle it as a freshman too. You're kind of just, you're drowning as it is. Um, so I didn't get a whole lot of work in, which was tough. But definitely after my freshman year, um, once the regular season was over, we were able to, like me and the hitting coaches were able to go over my swing and just kind of adjustments that they thought I needed. And also I was able to talk with them about what I felt and saw and just kind of took that into the Cape, tried to make those adjustments as best I could. And it felt really weird. Like when you're going through big swing changes, it feels really uncomfortable. Um, But just kind of stuck with it through the Cape and obviously did not do well. But, um, you know, when you're going through those adjustments, it's really like a process oriented thing. And then honestly, fall ball, kind of same thing, a little bit better. And then really over winter break, um, going into that sophomore season is when it just like, I had one of those like click moments where it was just like, this is it. Like, this is what I was been working towards and it's clicked. And from that moment on, it was just like, it was locked. So that, that was a cool feeling to have. Um, and then it just kind of, you know, rode that out for, uh, basically that year and, you know, made a couple more adjustments my junior year. And it's, that, that's the thing about baseball is you're never going to arrive at that moment where you're like, this is my forever swing, you know, guys, it, it just doesn't happen. So, uh, but it was definitely cool to have that like big breakthrough. No, I think Banks, you have a couple questions about that, that Omaha, that world series. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> You guys um, may have caught a good break there uh, at a certain point. 
Um, there may have been a left fielder that was involved. I, I was talking to him at one point and he said, if he had anything to do with being there in right field, that, that foul ball would not have fallen in your thoughts. Wait, say that again. <laughs> uh, a certain left fielder for Arkansas. Um, you probably oh, know who to. that is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was kind of talking with him and he kind of said that your, your national championship was a little bit fraudulent um, because if he had anything to do with that pop-up, he would have caught it. Uh, this is a direct quote for him, him, by the way, like, you know, from his mouth to God's ears or whatever that quote is. Uh, what, what's your response to such a, such a comment, which is totally well, a true comment. I mean, unfortunately I haven't been able to like sit down and talk with him, but I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm, you know, I'm going to let him have that one um, because you know, I, what, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> I, gotta, I don't want to get in an argument with, with him about that. But, um, as you know, hopefully when I get to know him a little bit better, I can chirp him about it. That's really what I'm hoping that's for. That's what we're here for. Um, exactly. That's well, that's what you, what we're here for. We're trying to extract uh, that chirp here and make some headlines and whatever. Exactly. I, yeah. If you want to yeah, keep those got... private, that's cool. Um, you know, maybe we'll have him on the podcast and we can go back and forth with podcasts or something. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, I mean, I also haven't met the guy yet, so it's I can't I can't. Sure <laughs> first, you know? So, but uh, well, let me assure yeah, you no. what what I just quoted definitely true, definitely something he said. Okay, well, I'm gonna let that let that simmer and let that you know build some <laughs> anger, and I'll, I'll think about some comebacks for him. Sure. Now, what, what's going on in that dugout? As it's 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 you know, there's two strikes, two outs. Are you and I mean, obviously, everyone you know, everyone who's played baseball, you know, you got to get you know, 27 outs. But I mean, they're, they're I'm sure they're pop, they're getting ready to pop whatever they pop in Omaha. Um, and then you see that that foul ball drop from Caden, who's also an or there's Orioles everywhere in that play, um, which is kind of which is kind of crazy. But but what, what was kind of going on in the dugout up to that at bat and and, and then following was just an offensive explosion. I mean, to be honest, it was. <sighs> all the guys in the dugout were just, you know, on the edge of their seat. Like you got adrenaline flying, you know, through everyone's body at that moment. Um, but when the pop-up went up and it dropped, I immediately, like I had a flashback to like Oregon state's last world series. And I want to say that in 2006, um, North Carolina, uh, some guy for Oregon state hit a ground ball and the North Carolina infielder overthrew the guy at first base and basically led to Oregon state winning. Um, I think game two, and then they end up winning game three. And that's, I don't know why, but that's what, where my mind went at that moment. And I was, everyone on the dugout, once the pop fly was dropped, everyone's like, he's getting a hit. He has to here. Like, this is <laughs> like, that's the, that's like the momentum shifting moment that everyone's going to go back to. And it did. But then Trevor, you know, Trevor Larnick goes and hits a home run the next, uh, next AB. And, uh, I mean, shoot, like it's, you know, it was just, it was over from that point. I think um, as far as like just the momentum went, it was, you know, guys were just juiced. And after the game, everyone was, you know, super positive going into game three. And I think it really carried over. So, yeah. We were talking about, as we're preparing for this interview, we were talking about that whole series and um, Taylor and Taylor's a huge college baseball guy. Having done a lot of work there at Maryland, a um, couple super regionals he's been to there, but um just to give a shout out oh, only only omaha for the big 10 tournament then. not as good as the real thing not as yeah. good as the thing, but underrated city omaha Adley. underrated city yeah. that's a good spot we were we were just talking about how like we were looking at that game and and the body language from the two teams it looked like game three 
there was nobody winning that game but Oregon State. Like you could tell that they were just deflated and the game, you know, they had it in their grasp and they let it slip away. And it just, it seemed like they knew which team was the better team and you guys had your moment and game three was going to go and it, exactly how it went. So we just thought that yeah. was a really cool, really cool series in college, college baseball and uh, left some memories with us too. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. I still, I look back on TV and um, that moment after Trevor hit the home run, it goes over to Blaine, um, who's, you know, a pitcher with us. And I've been, yeah, exactly. And I've been catching him a lot at the instructional camp. And I just, I remember seeing that moment where he just goes to the clipboard and writes down, like, you know, he's doing the charts for the pitches and he just writes the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know why that moment sticks out for me, but it does. You had one of the wildest things, like Banks said, I worked did PR for Maryland baseball. So I'm following the, the, the whole country um, for a couple of years there. You getting intentionally walked with the bases loaded is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my entire life. What was that like? I was, I was again, I, man, I was just super domed up about it. I remember the umpire. Um, he was kind of like looking over at the coach and the catcher. And I, I remember I was in the box just kind of doing my, you know, pre at bat routine. And the umpire looks at me. He's like, I think they're going to intentionally walk you here. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, man, take your base. I was like, <laughs> you're joking. I was like, you're joking. Right. And he's like, no, like you gotta, go, like, you gotta get out of here. Like go over to first base. So, <laughs> you gotta get out uh, of here. <laughs> Eat it kid. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, looking back that, I mean, that's probably gotta be like one of the craziest moments I've ever experienced. Just, um, just from the, like the fact of that situation that actually happened, uh, you just don't really hear about that. Um, you know, except what Barry Bonds. And mm-hmm. um, so it's just, it, that, that was crazy. And that now, wasn't, and to set it up for everyone, that wasn't like in a random regular season game. That was, like no. the, that was the opening game of regional. You guys are down to Cincinnati um, yeah. at home. It's a, it's just a wild scenario. I, I couldn't believe that that happened. Yeah, man. Now, uh, kind of another another crazy play you were involved in. You had the walk off grand slam inside the Parker, right? Um, I had so I had a walk off inside the Parker my sophomore year, um, which this is okay. This is kind of a weird story, but um, that series it was like a Tuesday, um, a Monday Tuesday series, and the game before that on Monday, I had a walk off. So basically hit a line drive to the center fielder um, and he dropped it basically. Like it, it was a, you know, it was a catchable ball and he just, he dropped the ball and there was a guy in third and he scored and we won. And then the next day I hit a line drive um, to center field, like really low line drive. He dives and misses it and it goes all the way to the center field wall. And I hit a, it was basically a walk off in the side of the park home run solo shot. And so we walked it off two days in a row. And I mean, I felt bad for the, the center fielder because it was basically <laughs> two games that they were up on us um, and they, they lost. So yeah, crazy moment. Real shame. Real I think shame. it's hilarious that as that he brought that story up, you started to like rack your brain for like, wait, Which walk some, off this is familiar. The like this walk off. Oh, that walk off. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could see you see your wheels spinning in terms of like yeah. which which memorable college baseball moment was this. <laughs> yeah, I had another inside the park in my junior year too, and it was <laughs> there yeah. You go. But um, yeah, 
and it's not because I'm fast either. That's the that's the crazier part. You know, no, you got you got some wheels. I think you got wheels. I mean, decent catcher wheels. Yeah, but Kendall wheels. He was fast, Jason Kendall. Yeah, he, Jason Kendall had some wheels. Yeah, I mean it's, but that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not a speed guy. I'm not taking bases. So the fact that that happened, you know, something must have went awry. You got high school middle. You got high school middle linebacker wheels. There you go. Exactly. I like. I I look like I'm trying hard when I run. That's, <laughs> you you that's can meet somebody in the hole. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Now, now, so you've had a chance, I guess, to come to, to Baltimore, uh, I probably a couple of times. Um, and you've probably only been to the ballpark a handful of times, right? When, once it was that for your introductory, the press conference and all that. Yeah. We also, the first couple of weeks, um, in July, we weren't at Bowie. We were at Camden waiting for Bowie to get yep. set up. So in I was able to play camp, there. Yeah. Yeah, so I was able to play there for like two weeks before heading to Bowie, which was really, I mean, that was unbelievable being able to play at a big league park for a couple of weeks. Yeah, kind of what, what was your kind of, because again, I know I saw the video where the Orioles had you mic'd up when, when you were doing the press conference and all that. But like that, that moment you step out of that tunnel and you, and you look up, what, what was that like? I mean, the thing about it is it's, it's one of those moments like you, you dream about, you're like, shoot, this, like, this is my dream. This is what I want to be doing. And to like have it happen, you know, when you're in those moments, you kind of just like black out. And that's, that's basically what happens. You're just trying to like, you know, envision yourself, you know, where you want to be. Um, because like, that's your childhood dream. And now it's just like, you keep setting goals for yourself. And it's, it's one of those things that makes you want to be there that much more, you know, um, when you're playing at a big league ballpark, you know, when I was there in July, you're just, you know, the more you're immersed in that, the more you want to be there. It, it just, it drives you that much more. So, I mean, that's, that's the crazy part for me is that I didn't think I could want to, you know, basically play in the big leagues more than I already did. But when you play there for a little bit, it just, you need to, you know, you want to be there, like your goal is to be there. And that's, you know, that's basically all it is. When you're going through that whole draft process, what was like the, person that you talked to or the moment you had either before or after while you're getting drafted, we are like, Oh man, this is real. Like I'm, I'm the number one pick I'm signing for all this money. Like this is crazy. So um, I, I don't know. I talked to Nick Madrigal quite a bit and he was telling me last year um, or at least before the draft, basically that uh, he had been talking with a lot of the teams and he basically knew where he was going to go um, before that day even happened. And that's what I've heard with like a lot of guys, they kind of have that, you know, those first couple picks, like basically locked down, um, you know, so that they can start to set up like the rest of their draft board, whatever it is. But I had no idea. Like oh, I, wow. I didn't. Yeah. So I, I got a call basically a minute before um, they called my name and that, I mean, that was the craziest moment. Cause I had to basically hold in, um, that like excitement for like the next 60 seconds. And I was just like tapping my leg in the video, just waiting <laughs> to like hear it. Um, and then they called it. And I think it was after, like after the whole, like my friend's family left and I got in my, you know, nice little Honda Civic and drove <laughs> off by myself uh, to go meet my boys um, back at the house. Like I was playing music in my car and just, you know, losing my mind. I was like this, I was like, that just happened. You know, I was just, 
you know, I was just there. It just happened. And now I get to, you know, go enjoy it. So, uh, a, pr- a pretty cool moment. And it was honestly, it was nice to be with my friends and family, but that moment where you're by yourself really like allows for that to sink in. So what, what was the song you played when you got in the car? Like you had that, you probably, oh, you probably twisted that knob straight off. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I don't even remember, man, but it was, you know, some, some upbeat, something that was like I was singing to and just like dancing in my car. So <laughs> and now so i mean that's crazy that that they didn't like you said you've talked to a couple other guys and they were kind of leaked from the team or whatever where to know or where, where they were going so was there any w- did you have any inkling that that you were go- besides for every post and blog and and article out there saying you were gonna gonna go number one was there any thought that maybe maybe the orioles will skip me maybe they'll take bobby witt and 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 you're at you're in kansas city or something yeah i mean i to be honest, I really like, I didn't have any idea. I, I mean, I knew that like it was a good possibility, but I didn't know for sure. Um, for the most part, it was either going to be the Orioles or Kansas city. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those things where you just, you know, you get the call right beforehand and you're like, wow, okay, there we go. Now, your now heart, I know your heart dropped when you saw the four one Oh area code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, you talk with the teams beforehand too. So, um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I had a couple like conversations that morning, like I was talking on the phone all morning. So when you got that call, you're like, okay, let's, let's hear what we had to, you know, let's hear what they got to say right now. So how, how long did that day seem? Cause the draft was at what? Six Eastern. I feel like, like yeah, so, you're just sitting there all day, kind of twiddling your thumbs, right? There's nothing else you can do. Yeah. So what, yeah, it was like right in the afternoon at like, I guess three o'clock in Oregon. Um, so I went to lunch with my family beforehand though. We went to, um, someplace in like Corvallis, um, just like a, a little restaurant, rooftop restaurant and, uh, got some lunch. I think, I, I don't think I ate to be honest, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> it basically just went straight there. Um, went straight to like the, I guess the watch party afterward, um, and just waited I was just pacing around. So that's how I wasted my time. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. I know we, we had, we had the watch party, the official watch party at Jimmy's. Um, really? And I had, so I can, I'll tweet out a picture of it or we'll put it in this video or whatever. I had one Jersey where I put duct tape on it and said Rutschman on the back with 35. And then I had one underneath that with Bobby Witt, just in, just in case they, uh, <laughs> So the second you were announced, I ripped off my jacket or my sweatshirt or whatever and had the first Adley Rutschman Orioles uh, T-shirt on. So, That's awesome. Not a, not <laughs> He's a big the first deal. guy. <laughs> He's been working hard since day one to get this this interview. And uh, I was gonna say, your I mean, favor. <laughs> when you when you figured out who this Barstool RDT guy was, were you were you concerned at all that he was stalking you? That he was a TMZ guy? Because I mean, the, really, the courtship here has been pretty interesting to watch. Squeaky wheel gets the oil, man. No, honestly, like I just. You know, I'd see, I'd see Eric comment on like my Instagram photos, say or something. I'd always laugh. I was just like, yeah. Every time I see it, I, I laugh. I'm like, this. I was like, this guy's got a good sense of humor, you know. And then, oh, um, yeah, I was like, yeah. I mean, good energy. Um, and then obviously, I was able to um, to meet you at Jimmy's, which was awesome. Um, and then a bunch of I told Eric earlier this too. Um, a bunch of guys like sent me his article that he wrote on um uh on like the 
like the bachelor like instagram thing yes um and uh i so as soon as i saw that i was like yeah this is just i was like that was the icing on the cake for me on top of like the instagram comments and stuff and <laughs> i was just i was dying laughing so so i was gonna ask you about that as a, as oh. someone that watches the show someone that watches the bachelor is familiar with uh bachelor nation we have to know how did how did that go for you what, what, what was the um you commented on maddie pruitt instagram um bachelor nation favorite any news to yeah um i mean not a whole lot (laughs) i mean we we talked a little bit and um you know she's she's obviously like a great girl but um i mean nothing nothing crazy to report you know yeah but unfortunately so sure sure well you're that was a great shot shoot by you i mean all respect all respect oh i thought it was hilarious man i mean my (laughs) my boys yeah i mean i got like a nice group chat with my boys and we were you know, we were talking about it. Like, dude, you should definitely do this. I was like, you know, why not? I'm sitting in a hotel in Bowie doing nothing. Like, <laughs> might as well, might as well make something interesting happen. And it did, man. It kind of it, it blew up a little bit. So um, definitely a nice like change of pace uh, being in Bowie. Can we expect <laughs> you to shoot some more shots out there? Uh, I mean, the thing is, is <laughs> I, can't, I can't be shooting a bunch of, uh, you know, I can't be shooting a bunch of different shots. That just looks terrible. You're an inspiration uh, for yeah, so many. No, no, that's just, but a good guy too. But a good guy too. No, dude, I was thinking about that. I can't like if I did that like again on like someone else's, you know, it'd just be a terrible look. But um, that's a hilarious <laughs> shot to shoot. And it's, you know, I mean, yeah, it was. It's either funny or yeah. it pays off. Like there's, there's I mean, no losing. The thing there. is. I mean, the thing is, is, if that works out, that's a phenomenal story. No, that yes. is like the story. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> you're at. Yeah, shoot, you're uh, you're at the wedding one day and you're telling a story about it, and one of my boys is saying how, like, you know, telling stories about like our group chats that we had about it and something like that. Um, but yeah, man, that's it, it, it was it was so much fun. <laughs> it's a good story either way. Now, the other thing you've sort of blown up on, and I'm assuming it's coming from boredom, is TikTok. You've become a little bit of a TikTok star. Uh, how many of these are we going to get? And you're bringing in your, you're bringing in the other guys. I mean, this is good stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same thing. I don't, I don't post a lot on TikTok, but um, you know, we're kind of. I mean, again, we're we're bored, and you know, guys are trying to have you know, basically a little release and have some fun with it. And so we decided to make one while we were here in Instructs. And honestly, like it kind of blew up too. So it was, uh, it was nice to see like a bunch of my friends sent it to me and I don't know, I mean, shoot, we might make some more now. Like if that's, uh, that's what the people want. Um, I I will say I'm, I had never heard that song before Saturday or whenever it got posted. And it may be the worst song I've ever heard in my life, but I literally cannot get it out of my head. Yeah, it's 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 one of those. Yeah, it's a, it's a god awful song. Just an absolute terrible. Shot at, just an absolute shot at Ali. And no, Adrian. no, because it's like a viral. Like people are doing it all over TikTok. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, it's yeah. I did yeah. I did enjoy it. I think yeah, like you said, I, you type in your name on Google now, and the first thing that pops up is TikTok. It's like that. The one the the um, blinding lights, which was fantastic. That was the best one, I think. Uh, that that is a true quarantine TikTok right there. Like you're just <laughs> that that is absolutely the most quarantine TikTok of all time. Has to be. Oh, um, I, oh, absolutely! Like that song. That song is like literally only popular because of the quarantine and every and every kid on TikTok. That exactly. and then and then 
the golf one where you how how far did you hit that golf ball at top golf oh so okay again in in a buoy hotel i'm sitting there i'm on like call of duty with my you know with one of my buddies and i send him like this video i'm like hey dude i just like made this like draft on tiktok what do you think he's like oh that's funny you should post it so i just posted it and um like kind of blew up but the one video was like the one of me hitting it i think one of my buddies took it and it was on like new year's last year mm-hmm. um yeah we went to top golf went to new um on new year's and i like i don't know i just hit a shot because we were just trying to hit it to the back of the like wall or whatnot at top golf and then the other video was like of one of the girls that we were like with because we were in like a, a big group and she just shanked it off like the side of the wall and so i just i don't know i made it and um yeah did that thing up. hit the net or did it go over the top um so we're you know how they have the like the little like shot um tracker yeah the on, tracer like, the tv yeah. yeah so i like um i hit like i think i want to say like two or three over the like over the net but um i don't know if i don't know if that one went over but um yeah i mean the thing is is if you can like get it high enough it's just it's like really tough with like a driver to get it over because they make the net so high by the way you're you're, totally different now your latest tiktok do you know how many views it has i'm i don't i'm sure you that's not probably not the first thing you did when you got out of uh practice today but look at that I think it's got like six million. Yeah, it's at six million views. Not a big yeah. casual. Kind yeah. of viral. Kind of viral. <laughs> yeah. There's like a very fine line on TikTok that you have to like walk where you know you don't like you don't want to be you don't want to like dr- like drip into like that thirst trap category. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you got like you got like the different like houses on TikTok, like all mm-hmm. the you know, all the guys who are trying to like look hot, basically. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the and, house and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, Taylor yeah, yeah, knows yeah. about all of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you got like the different houses that like their job is basically to like look good professionally, and they do a great job of it. But I feel like our like the content that we're supposed to produce is basically you know just like good, clean, fun, essentially. Yeah. You're so trying to be like, like wholesome baseball. Guy. Wholesome, exactly. Wholesome like content that's just like fun, and you're like, I guess not trying too hard. It's just you know, like funny for people to enjoy. So just got to find like different like trends and stuff like that, that match that. Well, well at the know, same time, try to have the shots shot it your way as opposed to vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's try to get yourself out there a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is there's no, like, there's no reason not to like be on, I guess, TikTok right now. There's, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's another platform. So. You're out there on all of them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, now, so again, you, you've been, I guess, in the Baltimore area, around the Baltimore area. I don't know what the seafood scene is like in Bowie necessarily, but have you had one piece of seafood or anything in, in Baltimore that you're like, this is, this is what I'm going to eat the night of my debut. This is what I'm going to absolutely just crush. I mean, to be honest, like I've, really like i've really only been like jimmy's and like maybe like two other spots in baltimore but jimmy's is like my like must it is like an absolute go-to i've i freaking love jimmy's i don't know what it is but every time i go there i just i just pig out and i love it it's did you, some of the best did you have the crab cake egg rolls when you were there yes dude those oh my unbelievable. god unbelievable i i had them unbelievable tonight. really 
Yeah. I'm jealous, they, man. They I send their jealous. food truck around all around the area. So yeah, it's there's, there's it's, plenty of time. You'll be here, right? I mean, you'll get your yeah. chances. <laughs> yeah. But dude, I could pound those <laughs> I could pound the egg rolls all day. We'll we'll like, we'll get um, some we'll yeah. get some sent down to you. We'll we'll get some to you. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't realize they like catered like across the country. Oh, they do. I mean, they do everywhere. Yeah. J- Johnny, who owns Jimmy's, he said, I mean, they sent over quarantine. They, I think they sent to every single state and, and just all over the world. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. They yeah, need to you, send you, a, you, a care package down to the, the boys down there. I can, uh, I can, I can try and make some. Happen. I mean, Eric, I mean, this is what you got to do, man. This is, this is why you got to connect the dots. This is a doc. I'll put in some work up in this hotel. Again. Squeaky wheel gets the oil. We'll, we'll make something happen. We'll make something happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we also don't have too much, you know, too much longer down here. So I guess we're putting the time crunch on you. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but by the way, your first interview you did, I think was with NBC sports. You probably don't, again, you're blacked out. You probably don't remember was NBC sports, Washington. And someone asked you about the crab cakes and you said, I don't know. You said something about crab cakes and you said, I don't know, but this kid in my Instagram comments keeps asking me if I like them fried or broiled or something like that. Which <laughs> was of that course, you? Which of it course was you. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, so I, I had, I was getting blown up then being like, Adley just talked about you in the interview. He said that was you who asked him about the crab cakes. So again, it's, it's come, it's come full circle now. Really has. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Again, I mean, I, I was everywhere. I, I spread my wings everywhere. Um, good. Now, now again, we'll, we'll get kind of more serious. You talked about your grandfather back in Oregon um, mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. Can you? I mean, that guy is—is is he the mayor, or is he? He could he could run for mayor of that place. Like, can you just tell us, I guess, about him and the community and just what he's meant to you and uh, your upbringing, your family, and all that. I mean, he's just, he's, he's the biggest like inspiration that you could really ask for. The man has just done so much like to the people he's been around. And for me growing up, I get to basically hear about every single, like every single person that comes up to me, they'll say, Hey, I know your grandpa or I know your dad. And just like the impact that he's had on their lives. Um, you know, they're just basically so thankful for that. And just to, to see how inspirational he he's been it really you know motivates me to like try and basically live up to like a certain standard and um you know try and i guess treat people in a way uh, in which like they would be happy about if that makes sense um Mm -hmm. because like just being around him you want to be a better person um but he's still you know he still is a coach like he he texted me today and he's like he has this uh phrase he goes over with me and basically he rates um like how hard you hit a ball on one to, on a scale of one to six. And so he'll ask me how many sixes did you have today? And, um, and he'll, like, he'll ask for like me to like send him like videos of um, like hitting and, and whatnot that, that I do like in Bowie if I ever get him or at instructional camp. Um, but it, he's just, he's one of those guys that like when you meet, it just his, like when he talks, it demands attention. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're around those people that, you just, you stand up a little bit taller and, you know, you listen because you know what they have to say is valuable. And, you know, he's probably the wisest person I know as well. And just a, a genuine human being. He happy. He doesn't have to change out any of that orange, bl- orange and black in his closet. I'm guessing. Oh, he's, he's excited, man. He, he really is. He, he's probably 
the like he, he's my biggest fan he tells me he watches like the college world series like at least once a week and uh, <laughs> it's just yeah it's awesome that's cool like i said every it was neat because every article or every video you watched about you is they talk about your grandfather they talk about your father so again to mm-hmm. have i mean for you to just again be be in that in that family tree i mean that must every i'm sure everywhere you go it's it's they know you as you know your dad's son or oh that that's ad's grandson you know yeah stuff like that that's pretty yeah that's pretty yeah. neat. that's cool um and again kind of more serious so we know no one likes losing um obviously the orioles are in this this rebuild that you know they're they're further along that we're, we're inching we're crawling we're getting to the finish line um what's what's it like knowing that the team has absolutely entrusted you with with being one of the leaders being the face you know along with guys like trey mancini santander mm-hmm. um and and again some of the other guys that that i'm sure you're with dl grayson guys like that like that you guys are the next Adam Jones, Manny Machado, you know, Zach Britton, guys like that, that we've seen come up, Matt Wieters, that we've seen come up and bring success. What, what does that mean to you and, and to the guys that, that again, that they've given you this trust and, and they're hoping that you lead us to the promised land? I mean, I, I know for everyone here that like everyone's excited. That, that's, that's the vibe that you feel. Um, especially with like the younger guys coming up. Yeah, I mean, obviously the guys like Anthony, you know, and uh, Trey are they're studs on and off the field. They're great people, and they're gonna do their thing. But you know, for all the guys who are coming up right now, um, there's just a sense of excitement and like you know everyone new that's been brought in. Even like with the staff, um, you can just feel like a different energy. And I think that 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 goes a lot further than anything else. And I think when you have guys who want to lead and guys who want to um, basically create that culture of success and, and winning. Um, and you have people who are willing to do that from the, you know, from the bottom up it um, I think that's when you're going to find like success in all parts is going to transfer up to the top. And um, I don't know. I, I think everyone's excited here, man. I'm, I'm always, I always love, you know, being an oppressor, pressure situations and just being able to to be a part of something like this is very unique um and it's just it's an opportunity that you you know that you get once in a life so uh, i know i'm excited to you know do basically all that i can and you know just try and establish you know a winning culture and that's that's basically it because i can't i I hate losing and hopefully you know hopefully we're going to be winning here soon have you been able to establish some of those relationships with the guys on the big league <clears throat> club, especially being down at spring training and being in that summer camp environment where you guys were kind of all one group? Is there some now a lot of communication sort of up and down the organization where that excitement kind of permeates through with everybody? Yeah. I mean, for me, like it was my first spring training this year and first spring training um, or our first big league spring training as well. Um, so I'm just, you know, I was really trying to get to know the guys um, and just like develop some of those relationships as best as I could. And, you know, being like the, <clears throat> being like the younger guy, I'm just trying to like listen and basically just do as I'm told and try not to like step on any toes. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like really good guys uh, and they were, you know, they're all like, they treat you with respect, uh, with kindness. And, you know, they tell you what they, what needs to be done. And, you know, I had a guy like I had catchers who were, um, who are very like upfront and like open about like things that I needed to do and things that um, basically just expectations of like being 
in a big league situation, uh, which was huge for me because I was, you know, I would have been making mistakes all over the place. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, um, a lot of good guys on the big league roster and like the guys who are coming up are, are very excited about it and you know, they want to win. The biggest thing I feel like, um, you got a walkout song picked out. What, 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 what were we working with at Oregon State? You, you, are you? You're going to do a TikTok song, aren't you? You have to now. Almost no. <laughs> you got to like. You got to like dab up on the way to the plate. At this you point. have to. No, I, I'm. <laughs> no, man. Uh, I in college I actually did. Uh, I did Post Malone my freshman sophomore year. I did uh, Congratulations and No Option my sophomore year, um, and then I did uh, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins my junior year. Um, which is a classic. Um, and then in short season, I did Loud and Heavy by Cody Jinks. So I've kind of been all over the map, you know, with like country and pop and like, I guess, 80s rock. So, sure. Okay. Okay. Has, has the club um, shared with you at all? I'm not to cut you off there if you still had some more thoughts on, on the walk-up song. Were you... no, that, no, that's all I had. I mean, I was going to look for some recommendations. We, we can spitball guys, on that. Uh... We can spitball and uh, some recommendations. That's a great crowdsource. We'll, th- we'll have to think about that a little bit. We'll, Maybe we'll, we'll have we'll have listeners tweet in what what they what they think Adley should walk up. To I would I would really along. love to hear that. All right, there we go. There yeah, we sure. go. Make that happen. Then even more of a catch to the fan base. They can just pick your walkout song every year. <laughs> Good. That takes the pressure off of me. Like that's a that's like one a less thing you got to worry about. Decision exactly. No walk-up songs are a very stressful decision. One of the things I always remembered about being at you know just being around Maryland's team in college baseball was the guys would stress over the walkout song pretty much more than anything. Like it got changed if you went over four. It got changed <laughs> if you like tripped over something in the, in the dugout. Like it was wild. Oh, absolutely. If you if you have a bad bad week at the plate, you're absolutely changing your walkout <laughs> song. I. My uh, my junior for one week, actually no, for one week we had a Tuesday series and then we also had a weekend series, um, and it was the week that the last Avengers came out. Uh, I think it was Endgame, or Inf- no, it was when Infinity War came out. This is my junior years two years ago, and I changed it to like the Avengers theme music mm. for one series, and it was a good series. So I almost thought about keeping it, but um, but then I changed it back. So. <laughs> just a side note we'll, we'll we'll workshop with some of the listeners yeah, that's, and we'll, that's uh, gonna be good we'll get some of the best ones back to you okay i need i need to hear them <laughs> and i need new music either way so um I, have you heard the vin diesel song i'm just gonna throw that out there we need to talk about this vin diesel song we'll talk about it later in the podcast but i, I saw it on tiktok yes oh my god it's an absolute <laughs> it's an absolute banger i can't stop listening to it but that's i'm i'm that's the song i'm gonna throw uh, with my name on. Are you? I'll I'll give you something. Are you? Uh, are you like an EDM like mix kind of guy at all? I honestly I can uh, like I listen to a lot of different music and I can vibe with the EDM if, if it's you, if you if it's good. If you haven't jumped into the two friends big booty mixes, you need to get on that. God. The bi- <laughs> no, the big booty mixes are what we play before hitting. There yes. it is. Yes. Oh, yes. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> Oh New God. big booty mix came out on Saturday. There it is. There it is. Man, I know what I'm doing. Tonight. Taylor's a religious big booty mixes guy. <laughs> Good. Um, now, has the club shared with you at all what their their kind of target plan is for you, or or what the steps are, or goals year by year? Or are you able to share any of that, or is it just kind of go day to day, and and we'll see where we're at and re- reassess tomorrow, kind of thing? 
Yeah, I mean, the like, I, I honestly have no idea. Um, <laughs> I mean, hopefully, like, hopefully next year, but you just you just never know, and it's obviously dependent upon how well I play. Um, so it's I, I'm gonna just try and you know do as do as good as I can next year and see what happens. But um, definitely, like, I'm I'm not a very patient person, I guess, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'll, it's, you just got to trust the process basically and not get too upset because, you know, it's really not in my control. So. That was a softball question. That was not a great question for me. I mean, what else was he going to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause, cause you're sitting there like you want to be there now, right? Like if, if I was sitting in your shoes, I'd be like, yeah, and you already got a little taste. You got to play with the, you know, in the summer mm-hmm. camp at the stadium. You're like, stick me up there next year. But sometimes oh. it doesn't work that way. Yeah. I mean, if I could, I'd be there you know, right now, but um, yeah, just, you know, your time will come, I guess. And that's what the, uh, that's, isn't that what the TMZ guy asked you? Wasn't he like, Hey, don't you want to be in the big leagues this year? And you were like, yeah, of course. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, all right. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. You like look at like the actual quote or the conversation. You're like, Oh, that's, that's pretty, pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah like i I just remember reading that and being like this is the dumbest question i've ever heard in my life like yeah. it was it was the worst again not not to not to keep going back to that but it was the worst it was the worst questioning i've ever heard in my life it was it was, it was <laughs> i think um, you're more upset about it than i am probably because again i watched <laughs> well, it that's I, insulted for you i yeah, I, I, like I had to turn it off because it was super like cringy from his like point of view i was like come on dude like what are we doing here? Adley, if you ever get into a Twitter beef or an Instagram comment beef, like Eric is going to be there within 30 seconds. I defending your honor. Don't worry. I, yeah, I got, I got dogs ready to go. I got, <laughs> I got people on a leash. We will, we'll, we'll get it handled. We will, uh, we'll make sure everything goes uh, swimmingly. Okay. Very good. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm reading it right now. MLB's Adley Rutschman phenom gunning to make the majors dot, dot, dot this season. Yeah. <laughs> what a ridiculous yeah. headline. <laughs> What a nut! What a nut! Um, now, Adley, go on. Uh, Banks is not going to talk about it himself. He doesn't like talking about himself. He was a high school uh, kicker and punter, I believe. High school kicker and punter. Um, you obviously kicked, um, and then the best kicker of all time, Justin Tucker, resides in Baltimore. Can we set up a kicking contest between you three? Are you in for that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's twenty nine of thirty four. An extra point sound good to you? Is that is that pretty good? <laughs> And we're talking yeah. about high school snappers, high school holders, like a little shaky out there. Five kicks, absolutely. Maybe not my fault, you know. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, if we get at the like the Raven Stadium, I'm absolutely in. I'm I not think, gonna. I think Tucker I'm, would be in. I I'm think not he, gonna argue with you with you on that. Tucker would do it. I feel like I feel like all right. We're we're gonna put some again. Squeaky wheel gets the oil. We're gonna put some uh, work in. And we'll uh, we'll get this done. When, yeah, uh, we had their long snapper on last week, and he kind of hinted after the interview, like, "Hey, yeah, we'll get the wolf back on." The wolf pack being the uh, Tucker and the Morgan Cox, the long snapper, and Sam Cook is the holder and punter. Um, they call themselves the wolf pack. If you're not aware, maybe you should reach out to them and see if they got room in the wolf pack. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be the you and me both the, the rainy day <laughs> guy. Yeah. Now, who are you? Are you a football fan? That's what I was going to ask. Who are your teams? Um, so I, the Seahawks, um, they're like the most local team, uh, to Oregon. So the Seahawks, um, yeah. And then I guess, I mean, the Blazers for basketball, but, um, I've been trying to get on the Ravens, but I just feel, I feel bad. Um, 
you know, leave, leaving the Seahawks behind. So, but I'll, I'll root for the Ravens if they're not playing the Seahawks. There's room on the bandwagon. We're happy exactly. to have you. Exactly. Yeah, after that, that Chiefs game, I think there's uh, some people who have jumped ship. So there might be room for an Adley Rutschman on board. Good, good. Yeah, Adley, uh, go ahead, good. No, I mean, I was going to ask one of my – probably a dumber question than the uh, the guy, the fellow at the airport. You so. roll right ahead. You were right ahead. Go right ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, green light. I want to hear it. Um, your $8.1 million signing bonus. I know you love to talk about the bonus. Um, <laughs> it topped Garrett Cole's $8 million record. I know this is, yeah. Uh, you talked about your Honda Civic earlier. Um, not going to ask you about what car you went and bought, if you bought any at all, or what you spent the money on, other than have you really put some consideration to what, what podcast you might want to sponsor, perhaps? Oh, there we go. Now we're getting into it. <laughs> These yeah. are the serious questions that that big J's like myself need to ask the people. Like, yeah. Have you thought about what podcasts you might want to get involved with? You know, maybe throw a little uh, change in their I mean, pockets. Not- maybe uh, you know there there's a lot of legwork that goes into defending your honor on the internet. So uh, <laughs> I'm not at all saying that there's a fee uh, involved, but you know, maybe just yeah. kind of grease our pockets a little bit. Maybe maybe. Okay. All right. Terrible. That's an okay. I mean, That's I mean, a verbal I contract. I mean, I haven't thought about it until you asked, but you know, I mean, you're you're really selling it good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? This is an up and coming podcast. I'm asking this myself. Is, this is yeah. I, I don't know if there's a better offer that's going to come across your desk for a long time. This is a first overall draft pick podcast. So, you know, it sounds like a, a perfect partnership, in my opinion. Up and coming. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a big thing in Baltimore soon. If it's not already, so. I mean, I can't disagree with you. That's that's the thing. Those are facts. It, it sounds like he's on board. I think he's on board. We'll, we'll work out all the. Uh, the we'll, yeah, we'll send. Yeah, we'll work yeah, out we'll, the kinks, you know, off offline, okay. as the people say <laughs> on Zoom. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna play this game with you. So Banks came up with this game. And we, we ask all of our number one overall pick catchers this question. So a lot of guests that we've had on, <laughs> number one overall pick catchers. It's called pop time. It's called pop okay. time. You have 1.8 seconds to answer. And you have to give a word association for the word we give you. So first <clears throat> word that pops in your head. If you're outside 1.8 seconds, you're disqualified. We're moving on. Bad pop time. Well, I'm just going to hit these. Omaha. Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Camden Yards. Uh, Orioles. <laughs> oh, man. Oregon Ducks. Uh, bad. There it is. There mm-hmm. it is. Uh, Beaver. Baseball. Matt Weeders. Catcher. He's telling the truth. I mean, he's telling the truth. And you're getting all these. This is why you're, this is why you're a stud. You're getting all these within the, within the, within the top. BJ Small. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Call of Duty. Uh, Warzone. What's your What's your KD in Call of Duty? Yeah, that's, and that was where I was gonna go. What's your KD? Um, honestly, I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look. I want to say it's like in multiplayer. I want to say it's like a one three or one four. I'm not very okay. good. Okay, um, one one three's. I think one three is pretty good. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I think it's definitely up there. I think I'll try to. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm not going to sell myself as a good player. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not. What's your best? Is that your best game? What's your best game? 
my best like video game like that i am the best at correct uh i mean probably probably call of duty <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm trying to get better in pga but um, Dude, I'm PGA, not very good. we're PGA grinding on pga pga is i love pga all right well we'll, we'll set have... up some uh we'll set up some foursomes and uh good and we can get those going it's you fun. an xbox or a P, uh, ps4 guy ps4 see mm. see we yeah. have a split we have a split show as an xbox guy yeah You're, all right you 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 and you and brian can play adley and i we'll, we'll get a we'll get a couple rounds in is it not crossplay? i don't think so that I don't, game is not i believe i don't think yet that's absurd yeah I, that I is actually it, kind of absurd it shouldn't it be too hard to do either i feel like because call of duty did it i think last time in like the middle of it they were like oh by the way now it's crossplay. what i said i don't know, I don't know. um dl is asking me what what's going on oh tell dl you guest, can pop guest appearance here dl dl well yeah you guys were up at jimmy's that's uh yeah that's uh it's eric first name basis yeah. oh yeah <laughs> Like he's been coming on my Instagram. Oh, that guy. <laughs> oh, that's the Instagram guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know him. We know him. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I, I think I've, I've asked pretty much everything. Oh, nickname. Are we going with Clutchman? Is that, is that what we're rolling with? A good way to finish. Um, I mean, I, I would, I would never say that for myself. <laughs> like, I would never say like. I hey, am what's Clutchman, your nickname? ripping open yeah, your like, jersey what's, after what's a your, what's your nick? Yeah, what's your nickname? Or, hey, Players Weekend, what do you want to, like, put on the back of your jersey? Oh, there, that's the question. No. No, yeah, see, I, I, I'm going with probably Wretch. Um, Wretch, okay. Wretch, okay. yeah, just like, that's that's what, like, a lot of my friends call me. Um, Grayson has been calling me Poodle recently. No idea why. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my uh, college roommates call me Pa. Um, Rajpa for some reason, and uh, do we need to sick uh, Eric on Grayson about this this nickname? Don't uh, we can cause problems yeah, if we need yeah. to? Okay, yeah, I'll slide um, in the DMs tonight. I'll I talk don't know to if him. it's we'll, a good we'll thing or bad out. thing. Poodle, yeah, poodle. <laughs> he, I think it's because he mispronounced. Uh, I think it's because he mispronounced pa, and then he started calling me poo. And now he calls him Poodle. Was it like a like a I love you man type thing where he just like tried to say a nickname and it came out completely wrong and he was yeah like, he started he started calling me Poo, and then he just changed it to Poodle. <laughs> All right, well I guess I'll, I'll have a talk with him and uh, and we'll figure it yeah. out from there. Okay. Good. I was about to say, really, no better way to finish it out than Eric now having someone else to attack on social media on behalf <laughs> of Adley Rushman. Adley, thanks Thank for coming. Thanks for coming on with us, man. Uh, enjoy the uh, the practices down there. Get through the hotel stays, and uh, I think we can speak for all of Baltimore. I think this podcast can speak for all of Baltimore. They we're so excited to have you, and can't wait to see you up with the big league club, man. We're pumped. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you, man. Back to you in the studio. Back on the Exit Fifty Two podcast. Thanks to our guy Adley Rutschman. I mean, how could he not come on after all that RDT has done for him? Now he's going to get him Jimmy's. We're going to get him a walkout song. We're trying to negotiate with him. In all seriousness, the, one of the things that kind of got me feeling awesome as an Orioles fan listening to him is hearing about how excited everyone in the organization is and how they're looking to move forward and how there's an energy throughout, a new energy. That's pretty cool to hear from the guy that you think is going to be the face of your franchise. 
Ultimately, yeah. I, I just got really good vibes from him. He just seemed like a guy with his head on straight and uh, knew that he like he had this era about him when you had when you were kind of teeing him up some questions and you were talking about like things that he did well and stuff. He had a little smirk, like a confident but not cocky smirk. And uh, he answered the questions like the way that anybody should, but also like let his hair down and have some fun with us. And um, yeah, I mean, he's just he just gives off a good vibe. He's, he's just good and confident and uh, we're, de- we're definitely fired up to have him. Yeah. Um, I, I think also just the fact that he was literally willing to sit next to the elevators in a La Quinta Inn down in Sarasota, Florida for an hour and talk to us. Like he's, he wasn't in his room. He, he wasn't, he was just sitting in those chairs right next to the elevator. Um, again, I mean, like you said, he let his hair down. Super cool guy. Very nice. Um, just got me fired up here and all that. And, and I mean, we could, we could have kept that going for two or three hours and now hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get some PGA or some call of duty in some time. And, uh, and um, you know, hopefully we got a parade with him on the front of a, a you know, double decker bus or something in a couple of years. Yeah. We got to roll the PGA a little bit. I got to get back on that. I've not played PGA in a little bit. Cause you have Xbox. Yeah, maybe. What does that have to do with anything? I played it last night. A couple rounds in the 60s, uh, you know, just playing some good golf. Yeah, but but get PlayStation. All the, all the, the, everyone has PlayStation. No one has Xbox. It's not true. RDT, RDT and Adley. They have yeah, again, that's fine. You guys, you guys keep your Xboxes. That's fine. I'll play with Adley. <laughs> if I have to, I'll play with them. It's fine. Not a big deal. Oh, we'll, on that. He'll, he'll, he'll keep making TikToks. Morgan Cox, after the interview wrapped up, was like, yeah, I'm going to hop on Call of Duty. And I'm like, Oh, what system you're on? He's like, PlayStation. Told you. Told you. Yeah, well, we're due for whoever we interview next. We actually we have an idea who that might be, but uh we'll see what he plays. Yeah, we'll just we'll just have to create a list. We'll just have to create a list at this point. So thanks to Adley for for jumping on with us. And let's jump. Oh, thanks to thanks to Jackie too and the Orioles and everyone there in the PR okay. um, who again and yeah, obviously thanks to Adley. Um, because again squeaky wheel gets the oil i th- or i think i said that about 10 times in the that's your crutch but, uh, today <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah i'm gonna start selling shirts with that but again they um they were they were huge <laughs> helps. they were huge helps um getting him on and and because again i mean it's not easy getting a number one pick and but uh I, th- I think that was pretty cool and and those the people people at the ball club seem to go above and beyond for the people uh for the for the little guys like us so yeah shout out to that's them. an awesome staff they have over there for sure for sure no doubt about it let's jump into our Nick Canner medley person of the week. Uh, Banks, go first. My Nick Canner medley, Maryland man of the week is Nick Canner medley. Oh, yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah. 37th birthday this week. Shout out to a Maryland legend. Um, the lefty sniper, uh, baseline runner, absolute stud, uh, national champion, I believe. No, nope. Oh, he was on the bench yeah, in that team. Came, huh? Nope, came in a year after. Are you came sure? In a year after. That's a tough scene. Yep, no doubt. Oh. I'm not getting that one wrong. Bite your tongue, Banks. Um, yep. Anyways, regardless, an ACC champion in 2004. Um, shout out to Nick Cater Medley. And also for that one time he got drunk in a bar and uh, had an altercation where he said, I'm from Maryland and nobody could beat me. And that ended yes. up in the, in, in the stories. About the lie. Still playing professionally, Still, which is amazing. To this day. Um, one of Maine's greatest exports, Nick Kaner Medley. Um, on some Maryland teams that, when you look at the recruiting classes, maybe could have been a little bit better. But I digress. 
But sh- but shout out to the ACC championship. Shout out to John Gilchrist. Also, Whew. Shout, we'll out Drew, shout out Drew Nicholas. Drew Nicholas. Drew Nicholas. UNC Wilmington. Yeah, UNC Wilmington. Freshman year for uh, for Nick Cantor Medley. Mm-hmm. Travis Garrison. John Randall. What are, what are we Ryan Randall, Sleepy Randall. Oh, we can. Sleepy. We're going to have to. Ryan, Ryan Randall, not John Randall. Ryan Randall. Yeah, Ryan right. Randall. Oh, my God. Can you imagine is, John Randall on that team, though? That would be that would be pretty good. Uh, we're, we, at some point, are just going to have to have a podcast where we talk 2000 to 2010 Maryland men's basketball. That would be absolutely outstanding. I think we could we could really just – that'll be an offseason. That'll be an offseason project. RDT, your uh, NCM <laughs> person of the week. So I got, I don't know. I got a couple right in front of me. One will not go over well with the listening crowd. Um, oh, then go with it. All right. We're doing uh, Mike Vrabel for uh, figuring out how to loophole in the time space continuum and uh, freezing time and, and allowing the Titans to uh, win that game. It's, 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 it is unbelievable though. Like we see with Harbaugh here and the rules and they know every loophole and it's how like every week, something like this still comes out. Um, where he was able to take that penalty. And because now you know Belichick's going to use it. You know Harbaugh may, may try and do something with it. It's just – it's crazy to me how smart these NFL coaches are and, and how they're able to pull stuff off like this. So shout few out. Them are. There's a yeah. few of them are. It's what yeah, separates yeah. the yeah, really good sorry. ones from credit, the not good ones. Credit yeah. to him for sure. It was a smart yeah. move. It, it moved the needle for them a little bit, but it was for sure the better move between the two options. I got a little tired of hearing about it by a certain point, <laughs> um, but it was the right move and, and credit to him. I mean, if they, if, if they don't stop the two point conversion, then we're talking about something completely different. Yep. It, like, obviously that's part of the equation, but um, everyone was just saying the reason they, they came back and won the game was because of this. When in actuality it was, it was Jonathan. Simmons they won right the game because they, that ball. they stopped the two point conversion. That's well, the and be, biggest. And because, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. Literal, he's tank. a man child. We know. He's, he's unbelievable. Tractor Sita. Tractor Sita. I mean, he's. Yep. He is what he is. Yep. Yeah. So that that's my NCR. Sure. Certainly seen that. Taylor, I think I think I know Taylor's, and it may be a common theme from last week. Uh, my Nick Kaner Medley Maryland Persons of the Week this week, and it becomes very topical right about now, are Brandon Lau and Adam Kalarik, who become the two first two Maryland baseball players to play in the World Series since 1969. It's a very nice fact for those two guys. And Brandon Lau has now hit two home runs as we record tonight. So great for him. Hopefully Adam Clark gets in at some point. He's a relief pitcher. Um, so shout out to those two guys. Shout out uh, to uh, Adam Kalarik's wife, who I went to high school with. And there you go. Fun there fact. Go. Shout Fantastic. out to Melanie Shapiro. There you go. Um, and both two good guys worked with Brandon when he was at uh, when he was at Maryland, which we've talked about. We talked about on that podcast, I guess, a little bit that I – Worked with that team, and then Adam is apparently an awesome dude. Um, so great for those guys. Uh, any honorable mentions from you guys? Um, I had one, and it just slipped my mind. That's Eric, that's good. Go that's quick, good, video. Eric. All right, so <laughs> I got like I said, I got a, I got a couple. Vivian Millie Bailey. Did anyone see this? 102 years old from Howard County. Went skydiving last week for her birthday. Are you kidding me? 102. That's cool. I World War II veteran. That. I thought that was pretty neat. That, that was, is sick. He said she was inspired when um, uh, George Bush used to do that. George, George yeah, yeah, George H.W. Bush sure. on his birthday. So 102 years old. You know that is very County. cool. So absolute legends from how come from Howard County. Banks should know that. I uh, uh, that that actually, I've got two, and one of them is uh, Howard County. <laughs> Howard County is paying big time 
big time bucks to put ads on Monday Night Football for whatever reason. I'm sure you guys saw it. I think a lot of people reacted to my tweet about it. Um, for whatever reason, every year there's Monday Night Football and there's like 30 seconds of ad space for every commercial break for there to be local ads. And typically we get the, the genius that is Barry Glazer. For whatever reason, this year we're getting Howard County commercials, as in like visit Howard County, because it's as if it's like Sandals Jamaica or something. Like parts of it is. It's people people call it the Sandals of Maryland. <laughs> That's just true. I've heard it. Um, it's a lovely place. It's an absolutely lovely county. I you know I've worked there. I've you know Eric. I think you grew up there, and um, I have not not a bad thing to say about Howard County, except you know why what is the tourism industry in howard county like what is that about it's bizarre to me i miss barry glazer is really what this comes down to i'm sure he'll be back be back barry let's come on let's get in the lab and let's make some commercials yeah i I got if you don't have any more i got i got a couple i got one more that i can rattle off i've got one and it's kind of goes against this whole raven thing. it's just something that we need to talk about odell beckham the quote today, we have to talk about that. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I had the tweet pulled up with the exact quote, um, and I've since pulled it off. But uh, yeah, he just this whole thing about him saying that the respect, the, he has not had coronavirus yet because there's a mutual respect between him and coronavirus. It's, I think it's this is a year that we've heard the most absurd things that we've never maybe ever heard in our lifetimes, just quotable things. Matthew McConaughey, unbelievable interview on part of my take today. Oh, good. So good. So good. And I think that he won the day with this quote, with uh, this whole spiel about, um, I want to read it and get it right here. Okay. I don't think COVID can get to me. I don't think it's going to enter this body. I don't want no parts of it. It don't want no parts of me. It's a mutual respect. That's beautiful stuff. Unbelievable. Yeah. Good for him. Great for great for Odell. Good God. He also got um, LSU for two years today. Bad day. Yeah. Bad day for Odell. What a day for OBJ. He's, he's in the headlines. Lordy. Um, my other one, I have Vin Diesel for again. We talked about it with Adley. The song. It's great. Feel like I do. It's it's fantastic. Go mm. listen to it if you haven't. Don uh, Toretto lives his life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> the other one, Jamon Brown, lineman for the Eagles, who gave up three sacks on on Sunday, and then proceeded to take a picture with Lamar after the game, giving his peace signs like he didn't just give up three sacks in a game that they lost by two, and then that, got, was, that was a that was a Louisville thing. But he got cut today. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a bad. It's a bad visual if you're out there giving up sacks. So you're and then you're taking pictures. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the Jets last year doing. They looked like toys for tots with their jerseys, waiting for Lamar to get signed. I get I get the the Louisville thing. Yeah, I feel a little bad for him. Like he's just they're doing the Louisville thing. They're throwing the L's up. Like fair enough. The Louisville. I saw Louisville football tweeted that photo it's yeah it's a, it's, it's more it, it, justifiable it's than smiling the jets. jets thing was ridiculous the jets thing was ridiculous i mean that's it's him ridiculous. with the biggest smile on his face too it's like dude you just yeah. lost by two on a two-point conversion so again i get where he's coming from the optics were not great so. yeah yeah but again it sucks because he got cut today and i know there's, there's a video out there of him i think calais campbell picked him up like a child 
and just politely moved him aside. And it's like, Jesus, this guy just had a rough one. So that's, yeah. that's my uh, third one. Yeah. My only honorable mention is, and we talked about it in the interview with Adley uh, is two friends uh, who dropped the newest big booty mix on Saturday night. Make sure to listen <laughs> to the big booty mix uh, on uh, Spotify. So shout out to them. Uh, it was absolute fire. Uh, friends, phenomenal concert. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, so are Galantis of what I saw of that. Um, so yeah, shout out to two friends. Uh, shout out to the Nick Cannon Medley persons of the week um, at, that we always get to. And shout out to Jamon Brown. Hopefully someone signs that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, that is so brutal. Uh, we moved to go off King. Does anyone have anything? I do. If uh, you guys would like me to start, but if you guys have anything, go right go ahead. Go off King. Go off so, King. Sure. So this is not necessarily putting anyone in their, in their place. Um, this is a little bit different of a, of a version of a go off King here. Um, I have to give a quick ode um, to Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, who was benched in favor of Tua tongue of ILO announced by Brian Flores, the coach of the Miami dolphins and shout out to Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I think for any football fan has been entertaining 37 years old, put together has put together an incredible career out of Harvard seventh round pick or excuse me Chris Berman Harvard seventh round pick is that where you went playing some of the best football I don't know I don't know is Le'Veon Bell a patient runner we'll figure it out yeah um playing some of the best football of his career this year 10 TDs seven picks his QBR is like 79.6 which is in the top 10 in the league gets benched for Tua and handles it with like an absolute stud and I just don't these quotes are just unbelievable. And I just, I, I needed to bring light to this on this show, despite the fact that this show has nothing to do with Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> he, he said, a, this quote is incredible. This profession didn't shrink in the guy that fired me. I basically got fired yesterday. And then my day of work today consisted of me in zoom meetings, listening to the guy that fired me and then locked in a spaced out room with my replacement for four hours. There aren't a whole lot of jobs like that. He also said, that he doesn't know if he'll ever start again. And he was so invested and that he's quote heartbroken. I mean, what a guy. And then said, he's going to support Tua throughout Tua also handled it like a, like with class um, as everyone in his family does shout out to Talia. He um, said, it's like a father son thing for him. And that it really hurts him. He's so excited for the opportunity. And then shout out to Brian Flores who met with Fitzpatrick one-on-one and was totally honest with him and shout out to their teammates who all supported Tua and expressed their heartbrokenness also for Fitzpatrick. Shout out to the Dolphins. Shout out to their head of PR, Matt Taylor, who used to work at Maryland, who's the man. Great culture down there. This is not a negative rant. This is a positive rant. I don't think I've seen a transition handled better than those guys handled it down there. There is hope for class and professional sports, as shown by Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brian Flores, and Tua Tungavailoa down there in Miami. So that is what I have to say. Shout out to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Seems like a great dude. Yeah. Um, fun fact I learned about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He shared a quarterback's room with Gus Farratt. I saw that today. That's wild. That's, That's unbelievable. 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 I mean, he was what the quarterback for the, for the football team when I, like, he was the first quarterback I knew of for that team. And he, he's famous for spraining his neck when he headbutted the wall. That's correct. Who, who was the team that he was on that he was with Gus Farrakh? The Vikings. When was, when was Fitzpatrick on the Vikings? Uh, the late OOs. I couldn't tell you. I remember I, St. I Louis. No, I remember I can't Cincinnati. Remember who was a I remember starter Buffalo. at the time. Tennessee. 
New York. Been with yeah, I I I'm, um, I don't I just I don't remember him he, on the Vikings, but he, I saw that same tweet. Banks. He got his um, break with the uh, the Rams. And yeah, I mean it was. I, I love the quotes from, from Fitzpatrick, too, because, again, like we were just talking about with Adley, where he didn't give these just reading off a press release, you know, quotes. That's then and Fitz. I think, I think he's everything you would want in a veteran leader. Um, uh, so, yeah, again, the, 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 the quotes today I thought were great because, again, like you said, he's telling it how it is. And he's, he has more – I mean, he's, he's one of the top passers. He, he's up on that list in, on the career passing list. Some of the names that oh, he's wow. above, I think he passed Aikman, Montana, a bunch of those guys. Not maybe not Montana. Flacco was passing. Yes, Montana. that's true. But I'm telling you, he has. Yeah. He was right in the room. Yes. That now, yeah. I wonder if he was there too. What a groom. Has to be. Oh, five. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. I was. That's wild. I was that wrong, by the way. Wild. It was quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. The Rams. It was the. Yes. Yeah. It was the Rams. It was. <laughs> on Wednesday, and I was worried about. You've just been. You've been thinking about locking him. him in, you know, and just making sure that. I don't know how many times I texted you guys this week saying. All right, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we're good. But I was just like waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, so no, I mean, I'm. I don't. Again, it doesn't even seem like Wednesday night. I think uh, you're just so I, content. I was pretty calm, cool, and collected this week. I think that's good to hear. That's fantastic to hear. Thanks. Any any go off for you? I don't actually have a go off. I have a oh. uh, somebody who's probationary, potential under review list status, and that's Mike Florio. Mike Florio during oh, Monday yeah. Night Football yesterday sure. um, tweeting. Let me get my, my notes up. I just lost connection here. Kyler Murray is, has a combination of speed, agility, and awareness that the NFL has never before seen. Gosh, that is so close to being listworthy. I'm like, if he says one wrong thing, his ass is all over that list. <laughs> because Lamar just won the MVP. Like, it just happened last year. If it was in the distant past, like, whatever. But – Lamar's still here, and those three things are, like, the exact things that set Lamar apart or were so – like, the awareness was a thing that I was so impressed with with Lamar last year. Mm-hmm. Like, look at how many interceptions he's thrown. Even when he looks bad these last few games, he's thrown, what, two interceptions this year? Like – Yeah. He, even – like, he, he throws the ball away a lot of times, and he makes a couple errors. And, by the way, Kyler Murray made some mistakes in that game. He – he, he was took that terrible. One first half, he was terrible in the he first He took quarter. that one sack that took him out of field goal range in a spot that, you know, it was just a stupid play. Like, I mean, I, I, I love Kyler Murray, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him. So, he is very, very impressive. Florio is just wrong. If he had more explicitly called out Lamar in some way, List. But I'm gonna let this one slide. You hear that, Florio? It's, yeah, you hear that. He's Florio. on probation. He's yeah. he's he is a. I can't wait to notice. Get on pro football talk to discuss. Yeah, he's not gonna want to hear that. It's gonna be a bad <laughs> time for him. Barstool Banks, Chris Sims, and Florio. Wake it up! Wake up on Peacock. 
It'll be fantastic. It'll be absolutely fantastic. And just another one of your, your frequent media appearances. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> it, it would just be another Tuesday for me. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So that's, that's where we come to the end here of the exit 52 podcast with the Ravens on a bye week We will put the mailbag on the bye week reopen it next week as we head into um, the Ravens game against the Steelers. Um, once again, thanks to Adley Rutschman for jumping on the show with us. Uh, felt like a great time to have a little Orioles talk on a Ravens bye week um, And he was, he was fantastic with us. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels at exit 52 podcast on Instagram and Twitter barstool banks for the man himself with me and fed Hill E D I T T I 22 for Mr. RDT, the man that booked Adley Rushman, Adley Rushman's great defender. <laughs> I was just waiting for the chuckle. Just for the chuckle. <laughs> so it's funny. <laughs> Thanks. We like, we like to have a good time. There was yes. a moment during the podcast where, I mean, Adley gushed over you for like yes, he did. a full minute. And I was uncomfortable. Minute. And I, it was a bit uncomfortable, but I was looking for a window to just jump in and just say, whoa, 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 wait, guys. Oh, no. Well, I'm not recording. Like, that moment's gone forever. And just see what your reaction would be. And I didn't get a chance to do that. I would have had it, you know, already in my mind. And it's it's there forever. Yeah. And, and like up, you said, for all the, the, haters, the haters and losers who said I'd end up on a, you know, a restricted list, a, a no-fly list, a, a blocked, a banned um, <laughs> um it's just, it's a tough, it's a tough night. It's a tough night for the RDT haters. It really is. It's it really night. is. And you know what? You hate to see it. Um, such a budding friendship between, you know, just two absolute legends of the Baltimore game. And with that, we'll see the listeners, the haters, and the losers next week on the Exit 52 podcast. <laughs>